Tog Network. Hi, this is Devin Turner with the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another issue of Hero Man and Sidekick Boy. We hope you enjoy the show. In a trick in a book and I bake there All that I can find Superman or Green Lantern ain't got Another no Hello and welcome to issue 23 of Hero Man and Sidekick Boy. My name is Ian Clark. And I am joined, as always, by the jumping June bug himself, Mr. Andrew Howard. Andy, how are you? I'm good. I'm live from Albany. Yes, it's on the road, Andy. On the road, which uh, thankfully, on the road, Andy, in some ways, may be more uh, more accessible because <laughs> you're traveling so much that we just decided to do it while you're on the road because that you're always on the road. So yeah, and what I realized, it really wasn't that much harder um, to do from the road. So. It was uh, pretty easy just to kind of pack in the extra headphones and stuff. So, And this trip's not so bad because it's just, like I said, Albany. It was a short flight and a drive home at the end of the week. Nice, yeah. So, And you're not too exhausted from all your schmoozing or whatever it is that you do? Uh, no, today was actually a pretty straightforward day. I, uh, I got some dinner, came back to the hotel. Um, nice little courtyard. I did go, um, just to kind of give a quick shout out, um, and now I got to look up the name of it again as we sit here and talk. And, and I'd been there once before years ago. Um, little local comic place? Zombie Planet. Oh, cool. uh, Central Ave in Albany, New York. Um, it's comics and games. Um, so I stopped in. I was looking for some some stuff in particular. They didn't have the the contrast paints all out yet. The new um, Saturday for those, my friend. Yeah, I know. Um, so they were they were, but apparently I I looked at their Facebook page. They're like, "Do you want to know what five thousand dollars worth of paint looks like?" Uh, <laughs> because it's not apparently it's, and I know this is moving away from comic books, but it's not just the those paints they're they're all all the forge world paints will be available and then they're redoing their air paints so they're in bigger bottles and stuff so yeah, yeah they now i may be wrong about this but from what i understand games workshop would not allow you to buy and carry the new contrast paints unless you uh stock their entire line so they kind of because the contrast paints, and again, obviously, we're, we're we're just starting the show, and we're already off topic of comics. We're talking about miniatures painting here, but um, I'm sure there's a lot of our listeners that are hobbyists uh, in that as well. Probably play D and D and Warhammer and stuff too, just like we do. But um, so yeah, it was my understanding that they had to stock everything. So like for example, Midgard uh, Comics and Games in Derry, New Hampshire, where Andy and I frequent, they have the whole past week has been them reworking their shelves to account for all this new paint that they have to um, carry now. Huh. But um, but these, the contrast paints are, people are going crazy for them. So, and I, I ordered, I pre-ordered some, so I'll be giving them a try myself. Yeah, I got to look. I, I just haven't had a chance to read. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of the websites out there that I follow uh, have done some uh, vlogs on those and stuff that I just haven't, I want to read and kind of take a look at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so you yeah, so you just a quick shout out to Zombie Planet. I just wanted they have they had a pretty good comic selection. Um, they did have some back issues of stuff, but I I was kind of getting hungry and I was tired too, and I knew we would be recording, so I just want to like. But they didn't quite have what I was looking for. I I really stopped in as a game store to see if they had um, something Flames of War related, um, but they didn't have it, so nice. I moved on. Well, but it was still good. a great store, super friendly staff. 
they were definitely doing a D&D Adventurers League upstairs. Uh, there were people stopping in, picking up their pull lists. So um, not sure if we have any listeners in the Albany area, but cool, cool store. Yeah, and you're always good. I know when you're on the road, you you try and seek out the local shops and so, throw them a little money. So yeah, I felt I felt so guilty this time because there's just like I was like, ah, I like I tried to find a couple things that I wanted and I couldn't, and then I was like, I can't just like I almost bought like um what's that Richard Garfield game there that everybody loves now? Oh, the, Key uh, Forge. Yeah, Key I was like, Forge. I was like, no, I can't just buy this because <laughs> like and then I was looking at other stuff. I was there was another experience. Uh I think there's another expansion or oh, there were like um like expansion mini decks for Hero Realms, uh that that card game. Yep. And I was like yeah. <sighs> I have all of them, so there's Yeah, no, that's again I know you're trying to problem. support them, but I, I, I have all of those. Yeah, I know. That's what I realized too. I was like, uh, uh, I don't know. Again, it is what it is. Like, I really wanted to try, but it's a great store. I figured at the very least I'd talk about them online. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, I saw something today. Uh, I have. I had not. I used to be a big fan of uh, Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow. I, I used to really like all of those shows, and then I think it was before not this season. Maybe even last season, but I, I just I, I got behind and it was one of those things where, you know, you get behind on three shows like that and you're you're way behind because you got so many to catch up on and just never caught up. But uh, I did see the trailer today for the new CW show, uh, The Batwoman, and it looks pretty cool. It uh, does. Did you, oh, you did see it? Good. I did see it. Yeah, I watched because I watch trailers for everything. Um, that's often for me, that's often enough of a TV show to get me through. Um, so I did. Yeah, that looked pretty cool. Yeah, and it's it's they're going with the uh, who's it? Kate Kane, I think is uh, is who it is. I because I'm not up on the current Batman continuity. I I did read uh, Batgirl back when it was uh, Cassandra Kane, but then I know they spun off Batwoman, and I I think it's uh, yeah, I think it's kate kane i I can't remember but anyway it looks like in the show there she's uh bruce wayne's cousin which is kind of interesting and it looks like there's you know i I don't know within that universe i don't know if it's coming in the arrow and flash universe or if it's going to be its own thing like uh um uh like is it black lightning the other um that's on its own i think that one's on its own but um yeah so I, i don't know if it's in arrow continuity that you know batman's gone or or what's going on but anyway it it looked really cool and it it made me think oh you know i can start from episode one and not fall behind you know i'll check it out so so i did think it looked pretty cool and um and then we'll we'll talk a little bit about something from this later but uh a buddy of mine was um my friend byron uh he was telling me i really need to watch krypton and uh, so we were you and i were talking a little bit about that about because it's only one season so i think i can catch up on that well, the new season starts soon, though, right? I think so. Yeah, maybe even tonight. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So yeah, I could try and maybe make make it through. See if Amy likes likes that one because she she liked Arrow and uh, and Flash uh, when we were watching those. So yeah, and it's my understanding that this takes place like before Superman. Yeah, yeah, because like it's literally on Krypton, and I think uh, I think General Zod's a, a key player, and. Uh, yeah, there's some other familiar uh, names from Superman lore, so so it looks cool. So I yeah, I might I might have to check that out. There's there's so much comic book content on other mediums now that it's it's 
impossible to watch them all because I know like Legion was one that a lot of people told me I sh- I would really like and I I didn't get a chance to watch that and did you so see it's, that? No, I didn't. But what's what's funny is you know two of the things that I I haven't I haven't actually narrowed down what our read this is for next month. I have two. It might come down to a coin flip, but they <laughs> okay. both have to do one. One has to do with a little bit of uh, media tie-in, and the other one is super uh, media tie-in. So that's why I haven't really decided which which oh, one. Okay. But but yeah, that's um, hopefully by the end. And maybe we'll even I'll ask you about both, and we'll pick uh, from there. Okay. But because cool. I can always recycle the other one back in for for next time. No, it's gone forever, Andy. Okay. Or we can, or we can recycle it back in. Yeah, I'll purge okay. it from, I'll purge it from the database. <laughs> Expunged from the record. Yeah. Uh, all right, that was. I just had a couple of thing, quick things to talk about, and then we ended up talking about paint, which, which was unexpected. So, yeah. uh, never know what you're going to get with this podcast. No, uh, you, you really don't. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think if there's anything else, anybody, any creators or anything that passed recently. I can't think of anything. So. No, no, but like I, I, again, I think it's that whole thing where there's a ton going on with. Um, with kind of media crossover and stuff, um, which is why it's making it interesting when I do some of the read this picks. Like I, there are classics out there that I want to read or reread, but then there's all these neat media tie-ins. So I kind of want to read some of those or go back and read them before I watch the shows or before the shows kind of you know come and go. Like, oh, yeah, maybe we should talk about that, a show coming and going. Oh, Swamp Thing? Oh, my gosh. I, I didn't even I was gonna wait because I'm there's other DC stuff and I was I was prepared to get their streaming but when I knew I could sit and watch a bunch of things and swamp things swamp thing was one that I was super excited about right because and it, it was gonna it had it was using a classic storyline from from that novel sorry from that graphic novel it, it had it was gonna have um Arcane, uh, not Arcane. I can't. Remember, I always get his name. Arcane, Arcane's was a yeah. bad guy in Swamp Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna. It was gonna use him. It would have his daughter, who's like a love interest of Swamp Thing. They're all in it. All that was in the trailer. It all looked so good. And then literally the next day, I'm on either Reddit or Twitter, and they're like, "Swamp Thing canceled." I was like, "Wait, I just watched the trailer yesterday. Like, I haven't even watched a show yet. Like, how is I, it?" Canceled? Yeah. I think they put out one episode because I, I I saw on well, Facebook somewhere the whole season's going to come out. Oh, it's just, okay. They're just okay. only going to do one season. Oh. But I'm like, that kind of doesn't set me up for like, oh well, it's going to be really good or like, here get invested. Like, do they like? How do they close that out? You know what I mean? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, and I, I heard there was a I, – I can't remember if – maybe I'm thinking of something else, but I thought I saw something about a controversy about, like, here's why Swamp Thing really shut down, and then it was like, no, that's not true. But I, I didn't even – I didn't even – Yeah, I read a little to in. that. It was – somebody said, like, North Carolina didn't want to give him tax credits for the filming or something. So, oh. like, oh, we're not going to film it again. But I think it – I didn't – all I saw was that's not the reason why that was not the reason why, but it's it's hard to parse out the actual reason why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'll, well, that's good to know that they're going to release the whole thing because I was thinking at some point I'll maybe during the summer um, and after here after baseball 
uh, coaching season with my son is all done. Maybe I'll have a little more time to watch something, and I thought I'd maybe try out the DC because I, I was interested in the Titans show, although I heard kind of mixed things on that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Swamp Thing looked looked really cool. So, and plus they've got it's a neat service. It's a different kind of streaming service because it has all their you know actual media content and and DC as far behind. Marvel as DC is in live action movies, they're actually way, way better in animated movies. The um, Marvel has some good animated movies, but DC has some really, really good animated movies and uh, and, and classic storylines, too. There's uh, like they did The Dark Knight Returns. They did uh, The Killing Joke. They've done a They've done a ton of classic stories in animation and they're really good. So those are all on there. And you can actually read individual comics on there, too, which is kind of I think that'd be a little weird to, to read a comic on the TV, but I don't know. Maybe I got used to it on a tablet and I never thought I would. So, yeah, I just, I, it's just kind of a disappointing thing. Like where I was, I was just about ready to buy in and then I'm like, well, cause I don't have that much interest in doom patrol, but like, Oh, that's between, the other one. I heard that's good though. Yeah. I it's just, it, the wackiness of it may kind of put me out. Um, I, yeah. but I was really looking forward to something like, uh superman uh, not superman um swamp thing and then possibly krypton but but with that um with that series we could also go back and watch the adventures of uh, lois and clark the new adventures of superman yeah yeah that's right i i didn't watch that one a ton i have a i have a friend who was a huge fan of that one uh oh, yeah it was, I, I was it was it, it, yeah. it just it looked very you know Melrose Place 90210 meets Superman, so it it didn't it didn't interest me. But um, I you know like I said, I have, I have friends that swear by it, so yeah, I don't know. I don't but, know what uh, those friends are on. <laughs> yeah, but there's other cool stuff on there. So yeah, I'll check it out at some point, and we'll we'll kind of report back. But yeah, I was bummed about the the Swamp Thing news. That was crazy. Yeah. But all right, well maybe it's time to move into the actual segments. What do you think? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> all right, let's flip the page. Currently, humanity looks to the internet for its information. We have stood at the edge of despair and would have fallen. If not for awesome podcasts and their content of everything we love. Now these podcasts are all brought together in one place. Forged in like-mindedness, tempered with a community-oriented forum, covering all things geek such as wargaming, board gaming, comics, movies, and more. Presenting a lineup of podcasts producing exclusive content for the fans. The Freebooters Network. Trolls want to steal our community. Let them try. All right, welcome into the pull list. This is where we discuss our current reads. And let's see, I'm trying to think if we read much in common at this point, Andy. Probably just Star Wars. Is that the only one we're both reading? Uh the Age of Conan stuff. Oh right, all the Conan stuff. Yeah. Yeah, where do you where do you want to start? Um, let's see. I'm trying to remember what's new. So yeah, there are at least two new, uh, Conans from last time, right? I believe. Yes. I just read Savage Sword, uh, which wrapped up the first story arc and I'm, I'm enjoying Conan the Barbarian, but Savage Sword 
to me feels more like, and I think I mentioned this last month uh, on the last episode, but uh, that one f- really feels like the the classic Conan series from Marvel. I feel like it really captures that flavor really well, and I'm just, uh, that one's the one I'm enjoying the most. And I really liked that first story arc, and I, I'm looking forward to see uh, where it goes from from there. Yeah, um, I like. A, I'm kind of liking Conan the Barbarian uh, just because of the neat little. There's that, uh, you know, the witch there and trying to release the, um, you know, the elder god using the blood of heroes and how they're kind of jumping around, but they keep, you know, they keep bringing them back into the story. So I'm having I'm having fun with Conan the Barbarian too. Um, but lit. Uh, I don't know. I yeah. I someone else. I was talking to somebody else about it, and uh, I haven't read the third. Oh, it was our uh, it was our buddy Alex Wilcox. Uh, I didn't end up reading the third one yet because I just wasn't I wasn't in a hurry, and I had a few I had a bunch of other things to read. Um, but yeah, he kind of had the same feeling we did, where it was it was a little underwhelming. The uh, that whole um, that whole story arc. But I did see Valeria is the next one they're doing, so I'm I'm very interested in that. Yeah, the fourth one came out today, so I'll read through. It's only five, so it's not it's not a huge investment. So I'll try to finish it out. Yeah, and I probably will too, just because I, I want I want to support the line too. But um, but yeah, I, I overall that one wasn't great. And and you know, I was saying that I really enjoy Savage Sword the most, but I, I really am liking the regular Conan the Barbarian book as well. Uh, I I do I like what you were talking about how. Uh, we've got the, you know, this witch, and I, I just really love the setup that they presented in the first issue, which is that this this witch is essentially she wants Conan alive and just continuing to rack up the kills throughout his life because it's making him that much more powerful, like his blood for for this magic that she wants it for. So, yeah, I, I well, really yeah, like, like each, that. Each time he escapes and then come and comes back, it's it's better for her because he, his blood is even more valuable at that point. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's super cool. Did you read, I only read the first one. I'm not sure if the others have come out, any of the others have come out yet, but did you read Savage Avengers number one? I did. Um, and I think, I think, I think two has come out too, but I haven't read that one yet. Yeah. I forgot Um, to check. I was at the shop last night and I forgot to check. I really liked it. I was surprised. I was like, I, I'm going to give it a shot and see what they do. And all I have to say, I won't spoil anything, but Conan versus Wolverine is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that's where we're going. Uh, I think the second issue is a little bit more of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was very surprised. I picked it up because I'm like, Oh, you know, I, I, I shouldn't, you know, a lot of times those type of crossovers that don't seem to make any sense, I'm not on board with because it feels gimmicky. But I was like, I'll pick up issue one and I'll give it a chance. And I actually, I was very pleasantly surprised. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep going with that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see where, I'll see what happens with it. It should be interesting because it has, you know, it has the, the idea of him wielding a gun at a point at some point too. So. Yeah, and they, you know, who knows? They may lose me there, but but so far it was it was cool. I I enjoyed it, and I thought, you know, we, it's it doesn't feel as contrived as as it might you know need to be to to get all those characters together. So yeah, it was it was it was decent. It was it was kind of, it was kind of funny him talking with like fighting with uh, Wolverine, um, and the premise, the way they set it up too, is 
is it's it's good like i don't mind how they brought all of them together into the same spot yeah yeah so uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Star Wars, I'm a little behind on. I think I'm maybe two issues behind on. I have them. I just haven't gotten to it. I'm and that story arc that I'm in the middle of may be done by then. But I'm I'm a little I'm a little bored with this yep. particular story arc. Are, are you feeling the same? Yep. Yep. Um, and the latest Doctor Afra, which is also the one I've been I've been following, they finished a really long, awesome story arc and. The, I don't know whether they're just trying to get their footing for the next one, but the the first one here is not, um, not as interesting to me. Uh, there's a little bit of backstory stuff that's not bad, um, but now she's got like a little sidekick and stuff, and I don't like that idea because it, part of what I like about her character is she. She doesn't have to look out for people ever, right. so so I like I like that element. But yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, and I I think she's a character that spinning out of the regular Star Wars books was maybe a surprise hit. You know what I'm saying? Because she had the she had the cool like the antithesis of of R2 and C3PO with the evil droids who were so cool and and she was an interesting character and I think maybe her popularity caught Marvel uh, a little by surprise and so they spun her out and maybe, you know, don't have a full plan for where she's going because obviously she can't be a major player in the star Wars universe because you know, we don't know her from the movies. So they always have that problem with these characters. So they've got to always kind of keep her on the fringe and on, on the edge of things. So I'm, I'm wondering if maybe they, they don't, you know, have a clear path or idea of where she's headed. Yeah. So, yeah, so that should be, again, I, I do like it because she is a, she is a character that is conflicted and, and they do. And, and I like the idea of having, and they do it quite a bit. Like, not only is she their main character as a female, there is no, uh, in in some issues there are no kind of male lead characters at all. It is just her and some of the other characters she's interacting with are females. Like, it's it's a comic that passes what is it the Bechtel test? Like, yeah, yeah, issue after issue. Um, and I and I like that. And, um, but. I just don't know. I got to see where this new storyline goes, but I'll keep reading it because I, I do just like reading stuff in the star Wars universe. Yeah. Speaking of which, have I was you gonna say the same thing? <laughs> have you been, have you caught up on any of the Vader dark visions? No, I didn't pick up any of those. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't sure what they were doing with it, whether it was a one shot. Cause I, I remember it's a five issue. It's a it's five, five issue, run, five issue run. Each one is kind of its own self-contained story of how someone in the Star Wars universe's uh, life gets oh, touched by Vader. Yeah. I think it you were is... talking about this last time, I, I, oh, and it sounded interesting. God, it's so good. Because uh, sometimes it's very, very tangential, and others it's like the complete, um, the complete focus of the story. Um, but it, it is, it's wonderful. Um, and some are better than others, but I, I really, really like it. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to go back. Cause I had forgotten you had mentioned that and it, it, 
sounded interesting, and they've done such a good job with all the Vader titles so far from the two, you know, limited uh, series, the 25-issue series, and then Vader Down was really good. So, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely check that out. And uh, since we're on Star Wars, I was going to say, speaking of, they've put out a bunch of one-shots called Age of Rebellion. Did you pick up any of those? I picked up the very first one, and I didn't like it that much, so I didn't who, go back. Who was it? Because I think it was on all... Aren't they all on a specific character? Yeah. Because I picked up the Han the, and the Boba Fett. Whatever the first one was, I'm looking it up. So so the Han Solo one and the Boba Fett one were two that I grabbed, and I think they've done, like, Lando and Leia. There's, there's a bunch of others. Uh, they're not amazing, unforgettable Star Wars stories. They're just kind of little side stories. But I, I feel like for both the, the Han Solo one and the Boba Fett one, I feel like they captured the character and, uh, like, the, you know, the character's voice and just uh, kind of... It felt like it fit. Like it felt like this is a side story that we didn't know, you know, from from both of those characters. So I enjoyed them. I, again, I don't think they were amazing reads, but they were definitely definitely uh, a good quick read. And at the time, the all the comics at uh, Midgard uh, Midgard were only a dollar each, so I picked up a bunch. So yeah, they have a collected one for villains. I'm trying to see which ones were in this one. I think the first one might have been. Was it Leia? Collects Solo, Calrissi, and Skywalker and Leia. I think I might have looked at the. I'm trying to see because now it says I don't own any of those. Maybe it was somebody else. Maybe I. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I just. Um, I might have even just looked at the first few pages and then not gotten it. But I. It was either Skywalker. Oh no, it was Skywalker. Eh, no, because they're all issue ones. It's hard. It's. I can't tell exactly. But yeah, I just was. I was. I think I looked at the first few pages and was just underwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the Han Solo one is just it's him essentially doing like a side mission for the rebellion. He's he's collected his uh, collected his reward and is trying to leave. And they're like, hey, you're you know you're you're headed sort of in this direction. Can you do this for the rebellion? And he's like, oh, I'm not part of the rebellion. And so it's just kind of a it's kind of a neat thing where he ends up going and helping out and, and uh, kind of realizing that he's he is you know kind of starting to be entrenched in the rebellion. So, um, so I like that one. And then the Boba Fett one was a pretty straightforward, you know, him tracking somebody down bounty, you know, type of uh, story. So, um, so again, fun, you know, fun, quick reads, nothing, nothing amazing, but, but I did like those. And, uh, I think, let's see, Star Wars, Conan, those age rebellion. I think that's all for me for, for new stuff, but I'm, um, but I'm almost caught up. I think I'm one or two behind on the regular Star Wars series. Yeah, um, I th- yeah. So those, like I said, I the those one-off ones, Age of Rebellion. I haven't, I haven't really looked at. But yeah, I would say if you if you're gonna check out another one, the the Vader one is is super fun. Yeah, I got to remember to do that. I I know I say that about two or three books every time we record, but <laughs> there's I got to do better at paying attention or writing them down or something because there's always something that you're talking about, and I was, I'm like, that sounds awesome, and then I forget. So. So the only, so most of the stuff I've been reading is stuff I've been reading for a while. I think I'm done with GI Joe though. Uh, I feel bad uh, about that, but it's yeah. just it's not it's not keeping my attention the way it did before. Um, they're doing this weird thing where they're like there's a 
and I don't mind when they do this, but there's a villain that is not Cobra because it's fighting Cobra as well. Um, so, I, but I'm just not having as much fun with that. Um, so that's my only like. That is the the one thing where I was kind of like, eh, I've been liking this quite a bit, and and now it's just about about done for me. Again, each month they're doing Spider Man Life Story. They did the the sixties, the seventies, the eighties. This week is uh, the nineties. Um, Clone I Spidey, think, Clone Spidey, making an appearance. Uh, he did technically. Um, yeah. He actually in in one of them. There's a whole what happened. There's a Clone Spidey and a Clone Gwen Stacy actually. So. Oh. Um, it is. It's fantastic because it's basically what like if if Spider Man started when Spider Man started, how would he have aged? How would have the villains have aged? Like, what does that look like now? Um, so I haven't yeah. read I haven't read the nineties yet, but th- they've all been all been great so far. Um, and it's it is they're just doing six. So I think they're gonna do. So I imagine they'll do two thousand two thousand and ten. Um, and then they might do like a future one because they're on four right now. So actually, no, they do 2000, 2010 and that would be that would bring them up. So they just did four. Yeah. So that's the 90s. So, yeah, I really love this idea. And and that's it's funny because I was saying, oh, there's always one. That was the one last month where I was like, that sounds really cool. I need to pick that up. I like and it. That was, idea. It was it was super fun. Um, I still have my regulars like Doctor Strange, um, some of my kind of. Other ones that are out there, like Black Science, I think is coming to uh, coming to an end. Um, I've been reading. I still continue to read Deadpool. Uh, I have fun with that. Um, the because I loved Old Man Logan so much, I've been doing Old Man Quill. Um, it's not as good, but it's still interesting because I, I like. It's like an older. Um, it's an older Quill, so it's he's a little he's a little different than the kind of the young brash. Uh, self um one so almost everything i read is marvel or dark horse or image i hardly read anything from dc but i was really really intrigued by something i had read um about um kind of a a one-off series they're doing with it's it's snyder again it's and they're it's under a new thing that i'd never heard of dc black label which I'm not sounds even sure. Like a, sounds like a whiskey. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm not even sure what that what that is, um, but it's this is called Batman: The Last Night on Earth. It's this. I don't even know how to how to describe it, but it's taking place in the future. But when it starts, it's Batman. But it's this this whole idea of how there's always a Batman, um, no matter what what happens. But this one is really, really interesting. Like it's it's a little dark. Um, it, if the cover says anything, he's carrying what appears to be a a lantern, almost like a green lantern lantern. But it's not a lantern. It is something that's contained that's like holding the Joker's head. Like, oh wow! <laughs> uh, to not spoil it too much, but yeah, I don't really know how else to describe it. What is the? I'm trying to see what the actual write up on the page um, describes it as. Um, Bruce Wayne wakes up in Arkham Asylum, young, sane, and he was never Batman. So begins this sprawling tale of the Dark Knight as he 
embarks on a quest through a devastated DC landscape featuring a massive cast of familiar faces from the DC universe as he tries to piece together the mystery of his past, he must unravel the cause of this terrible future and track down the unspeakable force that destroyed the world as he knew it. Uh, so it's it's the future, but it's it. I like it so far. Uh, it's Scott Snyder. Um, the artist is Greg uh, Capullo. Um, I'm having fun with it. They did all that Dark Knight uh, metal thing that yeah, yeah, that I got a little confused by and dropped out. <laughs> but uh, this one, I'm trying to start off. I think it's it's kind of doing its own thing, so I'm not gonna. I should be able to stick with it. Yeah, I that Batman through time thing has. I think they've kind of touched on in some of the Elseworlds stories because there was like uh, the Batman the Blue and the Gray, which was you know kind of like a Batman during the Civil War, and then of course there's been like Gotham by Gaslight and other. Uh, I think there was even maybe it was in the old Legends of the Dark Knight series. There was even like a Viking Batman uh, story. So yeah, I, I always like that. I think that's a a fun thing that they can do with that character because he's not super powered. You can stick him in pretty much any time, you know, any time period and make something interesting with it. So I, I think that's really cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm definitely enjoying that. I'm having fun with that. And then, uh, like I said, I've been doing that whole age of X-Men uh, thing with this prisoner X extremist, um, can't remember the, some of the other titles. Oh, um, Apocalypse and the Extracts. Um, but that's, I think that's coming to a head too, because those are all, I think I'm all, those are all on either three or five, uh, three or four out of five. Um, but it's this whole idea of this kind of future where it's all mutants. Everyone's a mutant, but, um, and how that, but you can't, to protect whatever that is, like you, they suppress people's emotions people that can't are like put in prison they wipe people's memories so i'm having i'm having fun with that um and then the black panther's been great still um and i think that's oh the sword daughter which is another dark horse one but yeah there's a lot i think there's still a lot of great new titles that come out every once in a while so I, I still try new stuff every once in a while um and have fun with that but yeah i still have my my typical ones. Sure. Sure. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else uh, we wanted to talk about? I think that's it for now. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. Oh, I did. You know, what's funny is, um, I had for whatever week, two weeks ago, or maybe three, it was like a slower week, uh, for comics. Like a lot of my new ones didn't come out. Um, so I'd blown through a bunch and I was either on the road or I just, I couldn't sleep. So, um, I went back and grabbed, um, kingdom come because oh, uh, yeah. i hadn't read that in a while and i was like oh because it was on comiXology too i was like i'm rereading this and i hadn't reread that oh man I, I forgot how awesome that one was yeah yeah i figured that's one that'll show up in uh, read this at some point because I, I love yeah. it too and it's been a while since i've read it myself i still uh i still own i bought it when it came out and i still have the original uh issues yeah, yeah it's it's really good so that's one thing that inspired one of my potential picks for um, this month, but we'll see. Oh, okay. Awesome. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to close up the poll list. You're a geek? I don't mean to be rude, but you should seek out like-minded people to embrace all aspects of your fandom. See your path. Stay on it. 
There are sights to be seen, wonders to embrace, and new friends you haven't met yet. Geek Nation Tours. It is entitled, Naturan de Manto, roughly translated, Book of the Dead. The book is bound in human flesh and inked in human blood. Okay, moving on, we are going into Read This, where we give you a trade paperback or a story arc or even a single issue sometimes where we, uh, something that we like or maybe that we've heard about and neither one of us have read or maybe it's something we read a long time ago and wanted to revisit. Uh, this time around, it was something that I had not read and uh, actually when I suggested it, I found out that Andy had just read it, so, so it actually works out very nicely. We went with The Umbrella Academy, Volume 1, uh, The Apocalypse Suite, and uh, apparently very popular show the Umbrella Academy adaptation on Netflix. Um, my wife and younger son watched it and really enjoyed it, so I, I was going to start watching it, and I said, you know what, this would be a good opportunity for us to, to read it, and then I can kind of have that under my belt when I go and uh, check out the show. So, uh, And I just finished it up today. I read issues five and six today. And uh, so it's by Gerard Way, who many people know from the uh, band My Chemical Romance, and the artist is Gabriel Ba. And uh, I I didn't know a ton about it going in, and I really enjoyed this. Uh, wh- what did you think, Andy? Um, I was a little underwhelmed, I guess. Um, I enjoy the story. I, well, I, I enjoy where the story takes place and the idea of the story. Um, it's not particularly original. I, I can definitely see that. It, it feels very... Um, it feels like you've you've seen this before. I don't know if that's what what your thought was, but I, I definitely see that. Part of it's that, and part of it is like I don't, I don't particularly. It's not that it's confusing, but it it does jump around a ton, and I and I get that part of that is to tell the story because one of the characters can do that, but I don't feel for any. Uh, I don't feel for any of these characters in particular. I don't. I don't know. I just, I don't, I, it didn't grab me the way, like, the, to have a Netflix series and to have that, like, I, I get it. I just, to me, it was not one of kind of the comics out there that we've done in a while that I liked. And I, and I have a tendency to like some of the ones that aren't, you know, just DC or Marvel, but this one, for some reason, it just didn't, like, each time I got to the end of, like, a, a part of a story, I was like, all right. Uh, okay (laughs) like but yeah i just i didn't it didn't do anything for me this time around yeah yeah and and yeah i did enjoy it and i think i i you know i was thinking back and listening to what you were saying about it too and i I, it made me wonder i wonder if my because it i don't think it was amazing but i did enjoy it but i wonder if my enjoyment of it was partially tinted by the fact that I, I really liked the art style, and the reason I like the art style is that uh, I, I have a friend who is a, um, a comic uh, artist and uh, writer, and he and I uh, used to do shows together a lot back like in the early 2000s when I had um, released my first two fantasy novels and I would go and you know sign I'd go to a lot of comic conventions and other things and he and I would go a lot together and the art style is very much like his art style and uh, so I think maybe I I felt and actually if, if 
folks want to go check it out. Um, I'm not sure if he's writing under his, his real name right now, so I'm not going to say his real name, but if you want to follow him on Instagram, it's uh, the Chuck Finley Experience, and uh, you'll see some of his cartoons. He's been doing a lot of cartooning uh, and sharing stuff on there, but, uh, but check it out. But I, I definitely – that may have affected my – you know, maybe raised my opinion of it because that artwork felt familiar to me and I, I liked that style. Um, but again, overall, you know, the the story is nothing crazy. It's actually, it reminded me a lot of Rising Stars. Uh, you have a bunch of inexplicably super-powered children and, you know, some of them are grouped together and some go their different ways and, you know, you've got the, the conflicts there and some of them have, you know, powers that maybe are underappreciated or not known. So so it definitely had a lot of echoes to Rising Stars and other things like that, Morning Glories and things like that. But, um, you know, overall, I, I thought the um, – Overall, I, I enjoyed it, and and it was also kind of a weird thing too because the art style is a, because it's a little different. You don't expect it to be graphic, but there's there were some graphic parts in there too, so that kind of caught me a little off guard. I, th I think it was mostly that I didn't know what to expect going in, so I just kind of went along for the ride. Yeah, I, I guess part of it is like I don't like how it ends. I don't like. I know they try to make you feel bad for. Um, the character that becomes white violin and stuff, but I'm just like I don't, I don't really feel like I just didn't feel like I was more angry with what she did than <laughs> feeling bad for her. I was just like I'm not, yeah, I just I I had a really hard time connecting with the characters. Yeah, 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 and and it's funny. You're I think you're right. And actually, the only thing I really reacted to was uh, and we won't spoil it in case anyone wants to pick it up. But what happens to uh, Pogo? The uh, oh yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, that made me mad. Like yeah. that actually made me mad. Yeah. So I that part I was like, oh, I did not see that coming. So um, so yeah, I you know I, it it wasn't the best thing that we've ever read, but I didn't I didn't dislike it, and I'm you know I might I might even read more, but um, but I could also see being like, yeah, I read the first six, and maybe now I'll check out the show, and then then see if I want to go on. So I also wonder there may be this may be written for a generation that I'm not part of. I uh, yeah, yeah. I wonder if this is this is written again the the writer is from a band that I am I don't think it's like I just don't listen to their music. So I'm wondering if there is something in this that I'm missing where I'm missing some subtext or something cuz again there's a lot going on on the page on each of these pages so again the art style still intrigues me I, I like that um but i wonder if there's more going on to this that i'm just not i'm not getting because it's not it's not speaking to me um because it was like yeah i think that's i guess that's part of what it comes down to is like that's why i can't say it's bad i just it doesn't speak to me and maybe that's what i'm missing on, on this because i'm sure like if it did well enough for them to make a Netflix series out of it, you know, it just, you know, but it didn't speak to me. Yeah. And I, I can't, I, I can't get into specifics, but I will say that uh, Andy and I have a mutual friend who works for a game company and our friend approached me and asked me about, should they purchase this property for a potential game? 
And this was a, a couple of years ago. And I, I said, you know, I maybe even only a year ago. And I said, I, I wasn't familiar with it, but, you know, it had a built in, you know, probably following because of Gerard Way. And, and again, I'm not I don't listen to my chemical romance either. I don't know. I don't know any of their music either. But, um, you know, and I said, I know they're doing a Netflix special. So but I, I said, I'm really not. I'm probably not a good one to ask on this, so I don't I don't know what ended up happening with that. I know the game hasn't come out, so that may mean that they they passed on it. But but I was thinking too when the Netflix series came out, I was like, oh man, if this does well and they passed on it because of my suggestion, <laughs> that's not good. But um, yeah, I, I I look at. <laughs> I look at this as one of those comic book series that has superheroes in it, where the fact that they're superheroes doesn't matter. Yeah, it's Uh, more about the family dysfunction and that type of thing. Right, which I think, again, has been done better in other graphic novels where you have non-superhero characters that do that. And then it's been done better with actual superheroes as well. So I just, that's, and again, I don't, and I and I and again I can't bash it because I I have this kind of feeling in me that I just don't I don't get exactly what they were supposed to be doing a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and that's a great point. I didn't think about that, but you're you're absolutely right. It might be connecting in a in a different way with a, a different demographic than than you and I. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Well, I don't think we need to dwell too much on uh, Umbrella Academy, but um, you know, again, I, I think I'm with Andy. I didn't, I didn't dislike it. Um, you know, I, I overall, I, I enjoyed the read, but it wasn't. Uh, it's probably not something I'm going to recommend. Uh, but, um, but it was worth checking out, and I was curious. And then now I'll, I'll go and check out the Netflix series and and see, you know, how closely it hews to that, and uh, and go from there. But um, all right, so it's Andy's turn to pick for the next week, uh, next issue. Sorry, next month, and you ha- you got it narrowed down to two. Are you gonna? Are we gonna talk it out, or did you decide? Well, I want to talk it out. Okay. All right. So you know that I love like what ifs um, and stuff with that. Um, we mentioned kind of Legion before. So one of the ones that I never read from the X Men universe um, that I and it, part of it had to do with the art style at the time. Um, but I'm, I've come to be more accepting of some of that art style is the Age of Apocalypse story arc. Um, and, and looking, I think Comixology actually has the complete Age of, uh, Age of Apocalypse epic book one, which is basically where it starts. So it's not the prequel to it, but it's it's where it starts. And that's that idea that, you know, Legion goes back in time, Xavier is accidentally killed, um, Apocalypse wakes up early, there's no X-Men to stop him, it, and then becomes this world where Magneto is the one who's trying to save mutants and mankind uh, without the help of Charles Xavier. Yeah, so... Um... So I'm I'm not gonna uh, try to color the ultimate decision, but I but I will say this, uh, just just to comment on it, and I'll comment on your other one too, and we can figure it out from there. But I read Age of Apocalypse when it came out. I picked up every issue monthly. I absolutely loved it. 
and I have not revisited it since, but I did download it on Comixology and was planning to read it, so so I'm definitely interested <laughs> right, in, right. in checking it out again because I remember loving it, and I'm wondering now, boy, it's was that the 90s that that came out? It's, it's gotta yeah, be. it's like 95, 96, right, right? But there's some stuff that, like, goes out till 2001. That's, that's why I'm a little confused. Like, trying to... Because it's across multiple... So there's so the one that's available on Comixology as a as a kind of a uh, a graphic standalone, novel yeah, is X Men: The Complete Age of Apocalypse, Apocalypse Epic, Book One. There's also Book Two, Book Three, and Book Four. So this says it collects X Men Blink One through Four, which says it came out in two thousand and one. Yeah, Blink wasn't so 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 the original, if I remember right, they put out an Alpha and Omega like bookend single issues that were longer. And yep. then they did, I think, four e- issues each of, and they changed the name, but it was like Magneto, you know, and the X-Men, or like, I remember the Externals was one. Yeah. Um, X-Man was one that was Cable. So there were like five or six, and they did four issues each. So total, there was like 20, 22 issues, I think. Right. So this also has Tales of the Age of Apocalypse by the Light. X-Men Chronicles 1 and 2 and Tales of the Age of Apocalypse. But supposedly this starts this story off. So I don't know. Maybe maybe we save that. Because I'm really interested only because I haven't read it. Um, but here, let, let's hear the other one and then we can do our pros and cons. Okay. So this one I have read. Um, but I would be interested in reading it again and having you read it because this is also one that is being turned into a TV show. And I am super, super surprised it is being turned into a TV show. But it's The Boys. Have you seen any of this? It's a Garth Ennis uh, dynamite. Didn't they do a movie that tanked? Wasn't there a a boys movie that that tanked? Or am I I thinking of something else? I think you think I don't know. I I don't know. All I know is they're doing a TV show, and I can't remember if it's. I can't even remember what who's doing the TV show. But like, I remember when I read this a couple years ago, I was like, okay, because it's kind of controversial. Ultra ultra violent, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So who's putting? Who's doing the show? Oh, it's Amazon. Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Okay. So they'll they'll yeah. be able to do I'm just looking up to see if I cuz I remember this cover of them like all kind of staring down. Yeah. Reminds me of the first NWA cover. <laughs> um, <laughs> so funny. But it's like you can get the digital omnibus which is 530 pages on Comicsology. But I don't uh, but I think that collects the first couple volume but i think the first few volumes are also available but it's hard to parse out because the way they the way comicsology does does this one i think we'd have to just pick like a stopping point yeah um oh no they do you can get just volume one too yeah i'm looking at the it looks like it's got definitive editions and then just um like it's got the name of the game is is the first trade and that's issues one through six yeah. Um, okay. yeah. And then so so it was a scrapped film is what uh, happened. Oh, OK. In 2008 Columbia Pictures Columbia Pictures had optioned it. Um, and uh, in 2010, they added a director, Adam McKay. And then looks like in 2013, it, it got writers, but it, it nothing ever came of it. So um, 
so yeah so uh oh it looks like cinemax is doing the um oh with amazon um, oh that makes sense okay Oh no! Cinemax had it first, and then now Amazon has it. That's what. Uh-huh. So they ordered ordered eight episodes. Interesting. Okay. Um, so you've read this one. I have not, uh, but I I do remember being interested in it. So uh, honestly, I'm I'm open for either one of these. Um, and again, just because we don't pick the other one, it'll I'm sure it'll come back. Let's so. do, let's do the boys only because I think it's going to be a little less confusing. Like I the whole. X-Men uh, Age of Apocalypse. I got to kind of parse through that a little bit more. Um, and maybe that's one I can just read and then we can talk about too. But it just, it it seems a little confusing as to where it starts and where it ends um, yeah. without, without kind of going back and kind of doing one of those, what should I read to understand this? Uh, yeah, yeah. Whereas the boys, it, not only is it comicsology, uh, so... Other people that may listen to this show could read it along with us without, if they have comicsology without having to buy much. Um, it does have a tie-in with something that's coming soon too, so that's that's something that interests me as well. Okay, yeah, that's that sounds like a good idea. Okay, all right. So if you do want to read along with us for next month, then pick up the boys. Uh, Garth Ennis. Uh, let's see who's the uh, Derek Robertson's the uh, illustrator. Um, originally published by Wildstorm and then moved to Dynamite. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this is cool. I'm glad this is one that's been on my list because uh, I have a, a friend that really liked this one and recommended it as well. So, uh, yeah. Check and, out. Ennis does a lot of, like, the darker comics that I like, too. Yeah, so. I, I like him myself, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, cool. Check out The Boys for next month for Read This, and, uh, and we'll talk about that next time. GameMat.eu creates mats to game on. Bring your games to life and conquer the mightiest cities or discover long lost realms. Each battle mat is made from the finest rubber-based mouse pad material, so you can simply change your tabletop into a battlefield in no time. You can get your mat in a variety of sizes, plus you have your choice of resin terrain to add to your mat. Game on with GameMat.eu. And please don't make the super suit green or animated. Okay, we are coming down to the end here, but we still have the somebodies. And it was Andy's turn to pick this month, and uh, I liked his pick. So uh, let's uh, uh, I'll hand it over to Andy, and he can, he can tell you who we're going to talk about this time. Yeah, so uh, one of the problems I run into where I have a tendency to only uh, – I read a lot of Marvel, and then I read a lot of kind of what we would call our smaller imprints. Um, I sometimes run into an issue where I'm not always sure who to pick for the somebodies. Uh, but as me and Ian talked about at the top of the show – um, I have a lot of interest in, in watching the new Krypton show. And so I've been watching trailers for that. And one of the characters they keep teasing in that is the character of Lobo. Uh, so that's who I picked this time around because, again, he's, he's one of those anti-heroes that's out there. But one of the other reasons I picked him to in is I don't know if you remember when we talked about the Amalgam comics. Yep. Do you know who they amalgamed him with? Oh, I, I, I can't remember, but when you tell me, I'll remember. But I, I remember it being Howard a great the Duck. A... Yes, that's right. So <laughs> is Lobo the Duck. Uh, which, uh, and, and again, um, part of why I like doing somebody's too is it gives me a chance to try to do a little bit of research on people that I may not know a whole lot about. And what's interesting is, is there's not 
there's not a lot of backstory to Lobo. Um, no, he, he is. He's pretty. He's pretty straightforward in terms of what type of character he is. Yeah, he was. He was almost created as a goof. He was kind of a, you know, a, a, a poking fun at at Wolverine, really. Uh, and he was. Um, so I always like to give the background. So actually, his first appearance, 1983. I didn't realize he went back that far. Created by. Uh, I know Keith Giffen was one. I can't remember who else was on that. Um, Oh, Roger Roger Slifer, it looks like is the uh, who, that's a name I don't know, but I knew Keith Giffen was the one most most often credited. Um, yeah, and just kind of a crazy takeoff on Wolverine and you know, very very one dimensional, really. But has just I think he's another one of those that classic characters that became a, a cult hero. You know, someone that that people just uh, latched onto for some reason, and I'm sure it caught DC by surprise, kind of like they, you know, you get some of those that, that just take off and get a life of their own, and I think he was one of those guys that, that even though he was kind of created as a as a spoof, he, people just really liked him. Yeah, it's, um, well, that's what, like you were saying, like in the, in the creation of him, one of the things that they say is like they were, they were trying to make fun of Punisher and Wolverine, and they didn't realize that those characters were popular for a reason. Um, and so he became popular for the, for the same reasons, but yeah, he's, he's just a bounty hunter. Um, and the last of his kind, the last of his kind. And that was really interesting. I read all that. Like I was always, it's really funny when you read about some of these characters too, they talk about like, what are their superpowers? He's one of those ones where it seems to vary depending on who writes for him. <laughs> right. um, but they make him as strong as they need him to be and as durable as they need to be for whatever situation he's in. So I think he's low enough in the, in the rankings in terms of like how many people know him that you can get away with that every time. Yeah. And I, I love that they're going to use him in Krypton, the Krypton show too, because you know, I, the other ones, even though DC Legends of Tomorrow has time travel and all that type of stuff, they and they have had crossovers with like aliens and stuff. I Lobo's a little far out, like to to throw into like Supergirl or something like that. But he's perfect for for Krypton because they can, you know, they can really fit him in there. I think pretty well since he's a cosmic traveling <laughs> bounty hunter, and uh, not only the last of his kind. I I believe if I if I remember right, he killed <laughs> his entire plan. In it like he, he's responsible yes. for it in almost all the origin stories for him he he is somehow responsible for the death of everyone else on his planet um sometimes it was an accident sometimes it was malicious but it's usually more on the malicious side yeah yeah so and he's uh he's been in a bunch of stuff too um yeah, i'm just looking through some of the wikipedia stuff that and he himself has been parodied uh like uh, deadpool had a a character that um that parried him as well and they just yes. so i remember it's... i remember that too from the marvel side as well but i also remember and you'll see this very often in if you go to comic book stores uh you know how they'll hang some comics on the wall like ones that may not be in like the best condition but maybe like worth a little bit of money ones that people like to collect because there's one where lobo goes after santa claus <laughs> uh, right. and you will often see that um kind of hanging on the walls at 
um, at certain comic book stores uh, on occasion because you know that it's always funny when you send a when you send a superhero after after Santa Claus. <laughs> right. Um, he's. Uh, I'm looking at seeing what other things he's been in. He was on Superman the animated series, uh, voiced by Brad Garrett, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Well, uh, that that image too of him is like it's it's almost goofy. Yeah, but but it it's kind of cool in the same way because that animated that that classic animated style that started with Batman and they carried it over with Justice League and Superman where they've kind of got the the barrel chest and uh, you know larger upper body proportions and he he kind of I don't know I think it kind of fits him he look he looks pretty cool yeah you wonder how he walks in that particular one. <laughs> um, but uh, he was in Justice League uh, cartoon as well Young Justice. Um, He's he's been in uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, oh, I guess they teased him in the Supergirl TV show. Um, they kind of mentioned him, um, but uh, he was in Justice League Action. I'm not sure. I think that's one maybe for younger kids. But uh, John DiMaggio did the voice for that. Who of course does Bender on Futurama and all kinds of other stuff. He's great. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah he's, he's a cool character. He's just cool. Yeah, I, I again, he's one of those ones where I think he's he's low enough in the tone pole that you can kind of drop him in with other stories. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with, with that, um, with his kind of character in the, in the TV series, because again, he's, he's designed to be pretty strong. He's, you know, he, he goes up against Superman in the past. He's gone up against, uh, Entrick and the demons. I think, uh, one of, what do they say? One of his primary kind of nemesis be- beyond Superman is, um, uh, Deathstroke. Um, yeah. That yeah. idea like that. Here's another bounty hunter. Um, but man, I, just looking through his Wikipedia pages, it's some of the bizarre storylines. Like, <laughs> apparently, yeah. at one point, he was magically turned into a teenager, so he joins the the like the Young Justice League there, or um, no, what do they call it? When it with Robin and Teen Titans. Uh, Teen Titans, yeah, thank you. Joins Teen Titans, gets killed, but because of like how his like he regenerates all he gets all his blood becomes little clones of himself so then it's like (laughs) hundreds and hundreds of little lobos running around killing people like that's awesome yeah yeah just ridiculous (laughs) little storylines like that which is fun because to me he is very much the and i know we mentioned deadpool already he's very much a dc deadpool yeah. Um, Very tongue in cheek, crazy kind of adventures, right? And I and I know they do a little bit of that. Uh, you know, I know they always try to say that you know, in terms of kind of the DC Deadpool, that that is more of Deathstroke and stuff in terms of kind of the Merc side of it. But when you talk about just kind of crazy out there characters, like what he's into and stuff, like he is, he's he's almost like the the Deadpool, but he's just. For whatever reason, he hasn't. He doesn't get his own his own other way that I think Deadpool does on the Marvel side. And I think that's yeah. all. I think that has to do with how DC picks their heroes and their antiheroes, though. Yeah. Well, and it, it makes for an interesting triangle there because obviously Deadpool was was based on Deathstroke, um, even to, right. 
line of mocking his name because Slade Wilson and Deadpool's name is Wade Wilson, and then but then Lobo is kind of almost like the like the Deadpool, and so it, it's kind of a weird little triumvirate there that they all kind of tie to and have taken things from each other. Uh, you know, from from a characteristic standpoint, it's kind of interesting. Um, I was just looking at some of the scrapped projects like live action films they've taken a, a few shots at it and in 2012 Dwayne the Rock Johnson was actually in talks with Joel Silver to play Lobo I think he would be an awesome Lobo I think that would be a great choice yeah that would that would be cool yeah I just worry what DC does with films yeah yeah but um well and and, and of course the Rock is a huge comic fan too he wants to play Black Adam you know, I know, if, yeah, if, yeah. So he he would love to do something like, and I I think he's great. I think he's super charismatic. I I like him and everything. I'd I'd love to see him in a in a you know live action Dungeons and Dragons movie. I just I'm in that same section of Wikipedia. Apparently, they made the Lobo paramilitary Christmas special. Uh, somebody made. Yeah, it was like a student uh, film, wasn't it? Oh my gosh, I gotta find that because <laughs> that is like I'm telling you, that is that that is that one comic where you see every once in a while where Lobo is trying to kill Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's just a, he's a cool character, and um, you know, one of those that it, it's so funny how those can happen sometimes where a character is, is made to be a throwaway and becomes, you know, really popular. Like, um, you know, Wolverine, Wolverine wasn't necessarily created to be a throwaway, but he, he showed up in the incredible Hulk as just sort of like a mercenary, um, mutant. And, uh, obviously we know what, what he's become. And then you look at, um, you know, Venom was kind of like that. Venom was another, you know, Spider-Man bad guy, but, but became a, a hugely popular, uh, character and that you know it's kind of interesting when that happens the they just kind of take on a life of their own and and uh kind of just you know and again lobo's not at you know the the common knowledge of the of the average you know person uh like a wolverine and some of the other ones are but he's he's definitely got his uh his cult following for sure yeah it would be it'd be interesting to see like i said you know having him in in the Krypton TV show makes me want to that's a that's like one of the reasons why I want to watch it just yeah, to kind of see see his character again I, I think they're doing some other neat things with that show but that would just be a, a great a great ad uh and a little bit of you know if they do it right they could make him too goofy uh and I'm not sure I'll like it like some of the trailers have me looking at him a little bit goofy but I'm hoping that's just what they did to kind of add some humor to those trailers, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good pick. I, I was, uh, I, I liked that one when, uh, he's was... also apparently a big fan of uh, space dolphins. <laughs> I, I was not aware of that, but that's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, everyone... I didn't realize there were space dolphins. So... <laughs> yeah. Everyone should love space dolphins. I want to look and see what space dolphins look like in the DC world. <laughs> All right. Well, while uh, Andy looks up space dolphins, I think I think we can move on. I think we closing the closing the pages on uh, Lobo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Moving on. Well, thank you so much for joining us. That was issue twenty three of Hero Man and Sidekick Boy. We didn't have anything in the mailbag this month. Empty mailbag. So, uh, uh-huh. 
head over to the uh, Facebook page and uh, and ask us a question, even if it's a drop us a suggestion for something to read or comment on something that we uh, mailbag. It doesn't always have to be questions. It can be you can be like, oh, hey, you guys read this and it sounded cool, and I went back and read it and I liked it or I didn't like it or just uh, just any interaction that you want to have with us and something give us something to talk about. We uh, we enjoy that portion of. Uh, uh, you know, having you guys listen and and respond and give us ideas and feedback and everything. So uh, please do uh, do that. We we encourage that very much. Um, oh my gosh! All right, wait. One quick Lobo thing. So apparently, because he he is a playable character and he's he's part of Injustice uh, from the DC line. There is a model of him. I can't see who produces it, uh, but they call it Prime One Lobo and the Space Dolphins. So it is <laughs> him with his iconic kind of chain around his wrist, with a shotgun in one hand, with his bulldog in front of him, and two space dolphins, like, beside him. <laughs> like, and it is, yeah, that is epically funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. All right. A little bonus Lobo content. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, That's hilarious. All right. Well, I don't have anything else. I rambled for a bit about people sending us something in the mailbag so please do that um yeah no I, I and again i think it's it's one of those things too where uh, we're trying to be a little bit better about looking at that um i have set up a twitter account but i don't really do as much <laughs> with it only because it's i don't i don't tweet about the comics i'm reading because that's what i do during the show um right. but um if you guys think you would like more of, of stuff like that you know that's stuff you can let us know in the mailbag too kind of other things you'd like to hear us talk about um we're always open we like the segments we do but we uh we appreciate having fans out there and you know would don't mind taking some uh some positive feedback only positive feedback <laughs> though i will not take any criticism uh well i can uh, uh i'll take that yeah i always i always put my uh email out there too because i know some people don't do facebook or, or any of the other things so if if you do want to uh email me it's i m c l a r k at comcast.net and just put hero man and sidekick boy in the subject line so it uh doesn't get lost in all the other you know nigerian princes and uh you know, offers for flowers and all all those other things that I seem to get in the, that mailbox. So, um, but yeah, if you want to drop us a line, talk about something, or ask us a question, or suggest something, please do. And uh, we we really appreciate. We know we have a, a really strong uh, base of listeners, and that the download numbers are are very very good, and we're super happy about that. So. Uh, we know there's a lot of you out there listening and, and a lot of you do interact on Facebook and things like that and we appreciate it. We'd love to hear from more of you and uh, you know, hear what you guys enjoy, anything we could do better, all that type of stuff. So thank you for listening uh, and, uh, and yeah, please reach out. Uh, anything else, Andy? We no, I think that's it. Um, yeah, there, good little episode here. Um, I like staying on track. Yeah, I had fun. Yeah. Awesome, and I, I appreciate your time and making time on the road. I know you're super busy, so it's good to be able to uh, to record. We, we actually got to catch up in person recently. We we uh, went to a barbecue, and we're, we're hanging out for a little bit, so that was nice, too. Yeah, that was nice, and we didn't even talk about comics that much. No, no, we didn't. That's what this is for. Yeah, yeah. That's what this is for. So, all right. Well, yeah, I'm excited. Andy. It's Wednesday night. I'm going to go read some comics now. Yay! All right, you enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Thank you, as always, Andy. And Thank uh, you, sir. Thank you, and thank you to the listeners, and we will be back uh, 
I'm trying to think. I I, I lost track there. I was gonna. I was almost gonna do the Nerd Herders outro, <laughs> which which you would think I would have forgotten by now because we don't record that hardly ever. But uh, anyway, this has been Hero Man and Sidekick Boy with Ian Clark and Andy Howard. We thank you so much for listening. We hope you come back and listen next month. Until then, it's a four color world. We're just living in it. This has been Hero Man and Sidekick Boy, a part of the Freebooters Network. Please check out our Facebook page and head to the Freebooters Forum to engage with us about the current episodes or about things you'd like to hear us talk about. And please check out our sponsor, Geek Nation Tours. Thanks so much for listening.